like the first like three inches of the penis or whatever you're the what? most sensitive the penis or is whatever you want to call it right anyway This is Howie Mandel Does Stuff. I'm Howie Mandel, and this is my lovely daughter. Jacqueline Schultz. Who uh, does stuff with me, too. And <laughs> uh, we have a, an, this, I'm kind of excited about today's broadcast. And let me give you a little history on what today's uh, broadcast is about. So uh, you know that I love, um, mom doesn't cook. Yeah, I know that. You know that. Yeah. So I eat at this place called Ike's. Sandwiches. Do you know what Ike sandwiches are? Yes. Uh, so Ike sandwiches, which I actually love, they opened up near where we live. And um, what happened is uh, one of the people that is in charge there, management said, would you like to have your own sandwich? Would you like to have a Howie Mandel sandwich? And yeah. that's a better honor. <laughs> to me, that's a bigger honor than my own star on the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame, which I have. But I can't go there for lunch every day. I can't taste it. I can only step on it. So I have my own sandwich. Uh, when you go there, uh, I think the code number that they have to type in is, um, I'm trying to remember, it's uh, mom's birthday, which is 526. <laughs> I know it goes into the thing, and that's how we eat mm -hmm. a sandwich. Okay. Yeah, and it's tuna. Okay. And it's cheese. Awesome. Anyway, the lovely Ike came out to- Can I say something really yeah. fast? Ike needs to put your sandwich on Postmates because I tried to order your sandwich on Postmates. And? And I can only go in and order your sandwich. Okay. Oh, they won't do it on Postmates? No, the Howie Mandel isn't available on Postmates yet. It but will be, right? Ike, Ike is back there. Okay, it will be. He's going to do it. it you can be. talk right there. Ike is right there. So when Ike showed up to present... Oh, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. It'll get on there. Okay. Just letting you know. I tried to order the Howie Mandel, and I had to go in person. I could have run and got it for you. Sorry. Next time I like I'll call going. you. Anyway, you know what? <laughs> going into Ike's is a great... Uh, anyway... I'm not, that's not what today's episode is about. Okay. And Ike isn't even a sponsor <laughs> okay. of this. But Ike showed up with his significant other, with, a, a, with his girlfriend, and I met his girlfriend, and uh, Nora, uh, how, uh, pardon me? Nora DeGrasse. Nora DeGrasse. And Nora DeGrasse, um, if, you're, if you're watching, you could see is a beautiful young lady. And I thought, oh, I just, to make conversation, I said, Ike, I know what you do. Uh, what, what are you pointing at? Her mic. Oh, her closer. mic has to be closer. They can't hear you. I'm sorry. It's okay. Better? I don't know. No. 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 Closer. no. Even closer. Closer. Oh they want it like really is close. Is that better? This yeah. should not be a problem <laughs> for you to get intimate with a microphone. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I said, uh, I said to Ike, what does your girlfriend do or your wife or whoever this is? She's a beautiful young lady. And Nora, you might as well answer. What do you, what do, you do? I am a sex and dating coach. A sex and dating coach. And you thought when you heard that, hey, let's have her on to talk to me and my daughter. Yep, that's yeah. exactly what he said. Because <laughs> yeah. this will be a riot. Yeah. <laughs> no, but here's the other thing. We live here in, in Southern California, and you told me that you were on the Third Street Promenade, which is like at that the day before, which is, a, you know, kind of a mall area where people can walk and there's no traffic. And you said you were giving sex advice 
to passerbys? Some of the, I work in boot camps and they're but, masculinity boot camps. You work in a masculinity boots boot camp? I'm one of the coaches. Wait, I don't know. What is a masculinity boot, boot camp? Well, this one in particular was helping men with approach anxiety and sexual what? shame. So what we do is we do in class work with models. We do some in-class um, introspection, and then we take them out into the field. In and the field? In the real world. Okay. <laughs> and we film them, we coach them, and we say, okay, go get them. Go approach them. Run, chase them down, try and stop them. Hey, real quick. Just to wait, get wait, 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 wait. Run them down, chase them down. If they walk past them. <laughs> this sounds like if, a criminal, like a crime. It does. It does sound like a crime when you hear it like that. But when you see it, it's like, oh, you know what? She was really beautiful. She walked past me. How are you going to go get them? You're going to fish hook them? No, you're going to run, go get in front of is them this, and stop them. And is this considered catch and release or do you catch and hold? Do you, you want to try and catch and hold, okay. but you know, if there's low interest, you release. So before we get into like the specifics of what Anyway, is yes, the sex coaching on the street. <laughs> but what is your background? Like, how does one get into this? What did you, what did, how did you get into this? Just by chance. I was a CPA forever. Oh, now that explains. Okay, let's get back into it. Every accountant, when you think about sex and masculinity and uh, stalking, you think accountant. Accountant. You do. Criminal activity and accounting. Who knew? Okay, so, you, so you're, you're a CPA. Go ahead. I got in a really bad accident, almost died, and I realized I wasn't doing stuff that brought me joy. And my friend- What happened to you? I was in a skiing accident. I hit a tree and shattered my pelvis and spine. And- it was lucky I lived, and then even luckier that I got to walk again and walk out of the hospital. So, and then you, so you, you, you I, I get the idea of being uh, familiar with your mortality, and you go, listen, I've only got a short amount of time here. Why not spend it with things I like? And then the first thing that popped into your mind was sex. No, my, I was in New Orleans, just eating beignets and minding my own business. And my friend was hosting his boot camps. He's who I contract with, the attractive man. And he goes, hey, you know what? One of our models didn't show up to help us. Can you jump in and give these men feedback on just practice approaching, giving them feedback on what they're saying? Are they talking too much? Are they being too feminine? What, what are they doing? Give them blunt feedback on things they can fix. And so I jumped in and I loved it. Uh, after that boot camp, after those like two hours of modeling, I don't think I came down from my high for like eight hours. I was so excited. It was so much fun. I had never had so much fun in my life. But just being an attractive woman, don't you find that you do that anyhow? Like you can, you probably don't in the real world kind of give somebody feedback, but I would imagine you talk to your girlfriends about the feedback. Like, I can't believe what this guy said to me yesterday. Actually, believe it or not, I really don't have that many girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, most of the girlfriends I met were through becoming a sex coach. and But no, it's just I give feedback to guys. I've always given feedback. So what is the most common problem men have approaching women? Oh, I'd say the approach anxiety. They feel they have to wear a mask, be some macho bravado guy that they're not or they don't actually feel. So what they're portraying isn't congruent to how they feel on the inside terrifies the crap out of women because we have no idea what's going on. But don't you find that men or women aren't who they really are when you first meet somebody, when it's new? Like even your first day at work, you're not who you are. Then you're not going to be successful at your first day at work. Most of the people I've met in my field or even when I was in accounting, 
you can tell right off the bat who the sharks are because they're not wearing a mask. It's the people who wear the mask. They pretend you're your friend. They want to get in good with you. You feel there's something off. And so what's the key? Just being real and honest? Yeah. I'd rather someone authentic. If you're nervous when you're approaching me because I'm wearing heels and I'm 6'9 and you're 5'1", tell me you're nervous that you don't approach women as tall as me very often. How tall are you? Without the heels, almost 6'3". But I like to wear heels a lot, as you can tell. <laughs> so you're 6'9". In heels, usually. And I find that fascinating, too. And Ike, your boyfriend, how long have you guys been going out? Uh, not very long. He's, how tall are you, Ike? 5'1". Five 5'1". One. Five one. No, but I think that that's, you know what? When I look at Ike, I think more, like, he's got confidence, self-confidence, because a lot of guys wouldn't approach somebody. As tall as me. Right. And that's when they put the mask on, because they don't have self-value. They don't have self-love. They have to fake it. So they're putting on also this fake people act. are afraid of heights. Some people. So I'm what not. did Ike do? How did he approach you? Yeah, what was Ike's line? Uh <laughs> <laughs> want a sandwich? Want a sandwich? <laughs> no, my friend offered me up as a uh, as a sacrifice for free sandwiches. She goes, "Oh, I'm bringing you a hot blonde. Can we get free sandwiches really? at this grand opening?" <laughs> and he goes, "Absolutely, You're bringing me a hot blonde, sure." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, thanks." So okay, Excellent. so so what would you what would you what is a so you're saying don't have the mask before it. And then the next step is sex. You say you're a sex therapist. What does a sex therapist do? I'm not a therapist. I'm a coach. Therapy coach. would help with trauma. Send me in, coach. Well, mm. that's exactly it. It depends on what you need. Sex is just the surface level of what the problem is. So if you're not having good sex with your wife, there's a whole host of reasons probably why. So that's just the first problem. Then you have the next layer, which is more of the fundamental issue that you're having, which could be body shame. Or it could be, you know, we've been married 10 years and the spark's gone. Who knows? Or, you know, my uh, significant other likes to masturbate too much and now I'm turned off. God only knows what it could be, but that's the real problem. And then you get even further, which is the transformational thing. And it goes, you know what? I don't feel desirable anymore because of X, Y, and Z. Oh, now we've got it. So sex wasn't the problem. It was the reaction to all these other chain events. So it's just... That's just one thing that you can do in sex coaching. But do people come to you with specific, uh, like, anatomical questions? Like, where is the G spot? Oh, yeah, 100%. And the A spot. Or What's the A spot? Oh, uh, that's a little further in. It's a different spot, but it's, it well, feels a little different. I don't different. know the A spot. I'm, so, I'm being honest with you. The mask is down. What's the A spot? What does A stand for? You know what? I don't quite know what the A stands it's for. It's just the first spot. Yeah. yeah. A. But <laughs> the G spot feels like the side, if you put your tongue in your cheek, uh -huh. and it feels like that. And the A spot feels like the roof of your mouth. It's a little more ridgy. It's a little further in. So it just depends. And for some people, it really works, and some people, it doesn't. Do men have both those spots? Men have, uh, they have their own versions of it. Like the first like three inches of the penis or cock, whatever you're more comfortable saying is I don't know. Sensitive. It's really up to my daughter. What are we most This is so weird that it's just Sorry. a father and daughter thing. But uh, but to put it in layman's terms. Yeah. So it's just the first three inches is usually of the what? most sensitive. The penis or is cock. most cock, dick, whatever you want to call it. Right. A schlong. Anyway, the first three. Oh, you could tell we're Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> that one just came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Wow, um, the schlong came out of nowhere. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> That's what she said. Anyway, um, no, it's just, it depends on your sensitivity, what you 
enjoy. I mean, that's what experimentation is all about. Sex toys is all about figuring out what you want first. And I've helped individuals try and figure it out. Some people have- Are you there in the room while they're doing it? Sometimes. So there's no, not, not specific. There's not a specific spot for men. I heard there are that it was in the butt. Well, wait, the wait, prostate wait. you can reach through the <laughs> anus. Yes, there, me? the prostate is super sensitive, and you can. There are toys to help go through the anus to stimulate that area. When you say toys, you don't mean Hot Wheels. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? I got the whole loop up there. Whatever floats your boat, I don't judge. I will not yuck your yum if you're into Hot Wheel toys. So, you said you've been in the room when, like, people will hire you to be in the room? You're there to provide whatever your client needs. I am like an empty container. So, if, like, the person that I'm learning from, I'm getting a certification in sex coaching from the founder of sex coaching. And she's had clients that could never reach orgasm. Female clients could never do it. And they came in one day and she gave them the safe environment, the encouragement and the patience to let the orgasm come naturally. Like, how how does that happen with a toy, with a toy, with their hand, whatever they want to do in the office whatever they wanted to use in her office in a safe space that she gave them or you go to your client's house and give them that safe space is there never a time where you feel uncomfortable let's say there's a man there and you can tell that he's there just because he's attracted to you and not necessarily because he's looking for information or advice or that's what the pre-assessment call is for so you kind of figure out your clients the discovery call it's Mm -hmm. what are they really looking for and can i help them and that's usually when you figure out your the people who are wasting your time. So for me, you have to spend $25 in order to get that call with me because I only want clients who are actually interested in learning about can I help them or not? And are they actually going to receive value with working with me? How many clients do you see a week? Um, I guess it just depends because like I said, I contract out with my friend's group, The Attractive Man. and That's the name of the group? Mm-hmm. We yeah. should uh, put it in the, uh, do you want people to be able to click onto that? Are we are yeah, promoting sure. that? Yeah. The Attractive Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so weird. I, <laughs> that's how I think of myself. Um, <laughs> the Attractive Man. Is it at, at theattractiveman.com? Mm-hmm. And this is a boot camp. They do boot camps. They have a whole course. It's a very invested program. It's- how much does that cost? It, they have varying prices. It just depends on what level you want to go in at. So, um, so if you want the most basic, I think it's like five grand, and you get three months and two boot camps, and there, there's a lot. He he can give you more of a detail. I am someone they contract out to to help with um, sexual shame, approach anxiety, and mental like emotional like mindset shifts. And what percentage of people that you see do you feel like you've had incredible success with? That Like, you can't fix everyone. No, you can't. And it's not my job to fix you. It's my job to give you empowerment, give you back your power, essentially. Give you the permission to, for a man, to feel he can be masculine. So I feel, and this is just me, that the world today is a, it demonizes male heterosexuality. And a lot of men are very afraid of cancel culture. And they're very afraid of saying anything that's going to be wrong. Unless they get green flags from a woman, they don't want to do it. They're scared. Oh, I get that. And 
I help them give back that power a little. Because no woman wants a guy who's on the fence who's like, oh, well, maybe sometime if you're agreeable, I can get your number and take you out. It's like, oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, like, I have time for this shit. <laughs> I work three jobs. But you realize that there are people out oh, there, yeah. and I'm not pointing fingers at any particular gender, uh, just human beings who kind of um, change the, the, the narrative later. Oh, absolutely. To, to, uh, for their convenience. And because we live in this cancel culture right now, isn't it? It is very scary. I'm, thank God I'm married and she's married. But I think that, and I'm, I'm aware of certain people that have gotten in trouble that didn't deserve to be in trouble and have gotten canceled. And I would imagine I, that I would be locked away for the rest of my life if I was one of those people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at some of your favorite movies and just look at some of the scenes that you see and you're like, oh, well, I can't watch that anymore today. Or, oh, that would have been canceled 20 years ago if that, like The Birdcage, one of my favorite movies. Right. Can't play that today. Everybody would be up in arms. Why? I, take a watch sometime and you let me know. But Oh, tell me. Well, I don't know why. What in The Birdcage is not acceptable? Oh, it's just some of the jokes they make. The fact that they had to try and hide that Robin Williams and Nathan Lane were... Uh, homosexual, oh, the, the homosexual couple. couple. And then at the end, you know, it's just all of it. You well, know? we live in a different world now. Do you deal with as many heterosexual and, and, and gay and other, or is it mostly just heterosexual men? I work mainly with heterosexual men and women, m majority men, but uh, definitely uh, I, I work majority with that. I don't exclusively say I can't help uh, gay or homosexual, whatever the term is. But I do limit myself to my knowledge of that area. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, I can help you and figure it out when I could be causing more damage. I will refer you to someone who can help you. And I know you, you know you're not in the room, but you could talk into the mic. Ike, is this not intimidating to you that your uh, significant other is a professional? Or was it intimidating? Always have to look for professional help. <laughs> Always, in anything. No, but knowing that what she does and that she's talking to other men about sexual experiences or that they're hitting on her and she's giving them feedback, is that not hard to know that that's what she's doing on a daily basis for work? It can be, and it also gives me the opportunity to ground more in my masculinity and whatever comes up for me to work on that within myself. In, in relationships and just as a generality to be a better human. So is this something wow. you bring home too and you will talk openly about whatever's going on in your relationship? Are you guys both very open about each other and what's going on? Like let's say I noticed that you're doing this and this is how you can fix it or be more masculine or do this. I wouldn't sound like a bitch when I do yeah. it, but... Is that, are you saying my daughter sounds like a I'm bitch? So, no, I no, just no, no, mean, no. like, your job is You're to give feedback. Do you she also, called you a bitch. Your job is to give feedback. I wonder if you also bring that home and you continue to give feedback in your own relationship. Sweetheart? <laughs> Who are you talking to, me? <laughs> uh, did I look at you? No, <laughs> no um, I like to think that we, we work on communication, like yeah. in any relationship. Like I feel like what I do is help me work on communications with friends and create boundaries. And I, I wouldn't ever sit there and say, oh, you know what? Let's have a coaching session. So yeah. how do you feel about monogamy? What, what about it? Are you for it? I'm not against it. Right. So, I mean, do you think that the, uh, the, the humanity, human, male or female, do you think we were 
we're designed mentally to uh, find a mate like a penguin and stay with that mate for the rest of our lives only? There's a lot of talk on that. And I was just in a webinar where some people were very against the idea of soulmates. They hate it. They were prepared to die on the hill that it's, you know, a demonized version like Catholicism or Christianity started it so that it was a lot of stuff. I'm not getting into religion. I'm just asking. No, 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 no. I'm just explaining. I'm personally for me, I'm monogamous. I would rather that than be polyamorous. It's not for me. Good going, Ike. <laughs> Good going. Are you, is there any talk of marriage? I'm talking about marriage. Am I, Ike, am I making you uncomfortable? No comment. That's, that's discomfort. <laughs> not for me. But um, anyway, no, for me, you should be able to choose how you want to love. And as long as you do it in a healthy, consensual way and your partner agrees, as long as it's not forced, coerced, or your partner doesn't want to do it anymore, you know, as, as long as it's healthy, I'm all for it. Is there anything that you consider weird? No, I never yuck someone's yum. I personally probably wouldn't do some things, but if it's what gets you going, I respect that. And I'm going to support you in it. So long as it's consensual and your partner agrees. What's the weirdest thing you've seen? <laughs> in what regard? Like a sex act? Yeah. Or... yeah. Ooh, weirdest thing. I, I don't think there's anything weird. Um, okay, I'd say what's the, the, what, what would the be most... like the average person who's listening to this right now? Like, tell us about something that we probably, most of us have never even been aware of. I recently was in a sexual reassessment webinar, and one of the things was called pushing boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I did not know that um, there was things called blood play. And you can cut people so like, um, like their skin and there's, it was a whole documentary about it. I did not know about it. It wasn't for me, but it was very interesting to learn that it could be for some people. And you have to obviously build up and be very careful about it. Do you not think that dangerous. that's deviant? The fact that you're actually cutting somebody and injuring yourself, doing something under the auspices of, you know, intimacy? Again, I would say that I'm not going to yuck someone's yum. Personally, it wasn't for me. It, it could be seen as deviant, but as long as the person's consensual and it, they both receive a mental release from it or whatever release they need, that's for them to decide, not for me. Well, I'm going to decide. If you need to watch somebody bleed and cut them and sew them for your own uh, joy, <laughs> then there's something wrong. And that's absolutely okay for your opinion. That's There was, I'm a huge true crime podcast person, and there was someone who was, who enjoyed cannibalism, and he put an ad out for a mate. Like, and it was consensual. And he found someone that consented to, what? to being murdered and being food for him. See, now for me, that's <laughs> above and beyond. And I don't agree with that one because that was a moral issue. I mean, he's committing murder. But isn't and Army Hammer uh, being accused of that? You know that? I do not. Is it that. Army Hammer yeah. that's being accused of that? I, Can somebody there the help me? Of cannibalism. Right? Wasn't Army Hammer like kind of drummed out of? Uh, they're here, searching. Here. <laughs> they're searching. On, see, um, now there's one thing I do find that's completely against all codes, and that would be like child stuff. That's not consensual. That's not allowable in my book. That's not ethical. So you Nothing. shouldn't you shouldn't procreate and have children. Is no, what you're no, saying. no. I'm saying like, well, <laughs> I mean, well, I don't want kids because you said 
two consenting people. A child can't consent yet, no, right? But exactly. that's why I'm asking about even this, this is technically, I guess, consenting. But like this is to me, uh, this is a horror story. Yeah, this is like <laughs> Hannibal Lecter on steroids. Army Hammer is different than the one that I was talking about, but I know that the accusations are accusations of cannibal. I don't know. No, I, I don't, don't know, know what it is. About it. I, I don't know anything. Either about do it. I. I thought you did because that's your world, right? Not it's cannibalism. Not. <laughs> but Wait, so. bring it back a little. How do you feel about um, dating apps and stuff instead of in-person approaching? I don't like dating apps. I've never used them. I don't know anything about them. One of the women that I work with who I love more than anything in this world is excellent at using them, knows how to work them really well, and can use them to find good partners for dating. And she advises for people who don't date to use them just to start getting into at least dating, just starting to get your palate wet, you know, start learning what's okay, what's not. Where is her palate? Excuse me? You wanted to get her palate wet. I like, don't know. You know, like, oh, uh, I, know, I know what you're saying. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we hear these stories about uh, gerbils being inserted. You've never heard that? No, I've heard it. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that? Isn't that cruelty? That's not consenting. I, the gerbil can't Yeah, consent. you can't say to the gerbil, I, do you want to crawl up my ass? You no. can't say that. Well, you could say that. You're just not going to get an answer. I don't believe in the whole animal, human sexual experience, personally. You Stop can yuck me. that yum. You can I, yuck that yum. I'm not going <laughs> to yuck someone's yum, but I can't help them. If they came to me and said, I want to learn more about this, I would not be Is that a real them. thing? I always thought it was hearsay and a bunch of... No, there's documentaries about stuff like that. You can watch it. But for me, it's not something I can help them with. That would be my limit. I'd have to say, you know what? I'm going to have to refer you out to someone who can help you with this. And you send them to a gerbil farm? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so, you know, I have gifts for you guys. Oh, I love that. I love gifts. Let me hear your gift. Oh, uh, well, see. Ran away from the mic. We're not, are, am I making you uncomfortable? I hope I'm not making you uncomfortable. No. Listen, you can't make me uncomfortable. It's okay. I oh, may I not can be make giving, you uncomfortable. I, <laughs> you I may me. not give you the answer. What are those gifts? Like. They are little coasters and tumblers. I made. Coasters and tumblers? I have never, coasters and tumblers? I have never made swag. I started my business in March, be successful, and I was like, how cool. You guys are the first people wow. to get tumblers, nice. and I put tea and hot chocolate inside. Oh, with wow. little coasters. How cool. Thank I was you. I'm so excited. Is so cool. I'll keep it on my. On my and bed. I have oh, one wait. for you. Oh, beast. I'm so excited. Yeah. And before I open them, I did sanitize and wash my hands before I put anything inside them. But I did but, not wash them, so please wash them before you use them. I will wash them. It says, by the way, be successful, and it's not successful. It's spelled S E X. I love it. Successful. Successful. Be successful. I love that. I, I consider myself successful. That's there good, you go. Dad. Look, here's my trophy. There you go. There's your trophy. <laughs> I'm sitting, I'm co-hosting with my trophy. I won. I think I won. You did. Didn't I? Mm -hmm. Does your wife agree? Well, I haven't done, we haven't done a DNA test or, uh, or any, so I assume it's mine. I did spend a lot of time on the road and we do get a great deal from the pool man. And he is adorable too. You should tell her about the instance that you talked about in one of our first podcasts with, the, but, with the butter on the table so that she can tell other people what to do if they're pregnant. Oh, in late stage pregnancy. <laughs> you know, sometimes th that's where there is a, a wall put up sometimes, you know? So when my wife was pregnant, um, this is just a thought, but I thought, cause you don't want to put 
like you're looking for positions all the time and you don't want to be able, you don't want to put a lot of pressure on top. Mm -hmm. um, she has a tough time, like from the, just the shape of your body at a certain point of, uh, you know, creating a child is not conducive. So I thought we would butter the um, dining room table and I could stand at the end of the table holding her um, ankles and just slide her back and forth along the table. And scream out, not her name, I called her Lazy Susan. How did she enjoy that? Um, I didn't I didn't ask. <laughs> That's, is that the problem? Is that where I went wrong? <laughs> oh, did she not enjoy it? I don't know that she didn't enjoy that. What was uh, what she complained about is you can't get butter off a table. You know, it is really hard. It's got that, you know, semen-y consistency with, mixed with water. Not fun. S Go ahead. And Give then Alex, I don't know if you want to tell her too and see what she says about this, but you're in person swiping. Oh yes, my my son. <laughs> when he goes, my son to look is single. My, do you have a question, Alex? My son is single and always looking to. Are you good at pursuing, Alex? And do you find? Do you have any questions as a single man? I I don't think so. Well, give my son, he's single, he's 32 years old. Okay. He'll go into a club and he swipes to the right if he's interested in somebody. Like legitimately with his hand on her shoulder, will swipe her to the right. <laughs> Good for you, that's ballsy. Yeah. But yeah. ballsy? No, he just uses his hands. And But give him some advice because I would like him to, uh, I don't know that he's, I, I assume. Do you ever swipe left? Uh, yes. Real, that's mean. Do that's they? Mean. Ask, they don't know what I'm doing. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes, excuse me, excuse me, and swipes to the left. But have you had? Do you have a sexual question that you've had, uh, oh, my God. Alex? Oh my God. I don't. I, not not on the top of I, my. <laughs> I wanted to take questions. I was going to talk to you and our nephew Craig. Is, is Craig around? Can we get Craig in to ask a question? Yeah. We can, uh, Craig is not in studio today, but Craig is go going, oh, there, there he, is. he is. That's Craig beaming in. Can you hear Craig? Craig? Hey, what's going on, you guys? We're doing a, we're doing a po uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, you said I could ask uh, some questions? Yeah. All right. What? If if dinosaurs were around today, would we would we be friends with the dinosaurs? Didn't they just make a movie on that? I don't know that the that's land the before subject. time. No, that new one that just came out with that Chris Pratt guy and the Jurassic little, Park. The Jurassic new Park. one, the one that just like just came out. Do you have an answer to that those question? Are, I, I think so. Those are I fake dinosaurs. So. I'm oh. talking about real dinosaurs. If we would be friends with dinosaurs. I think so. I think they make good service pets. If you had a Velociraptor. That'd be kind of cool. Sorry. All right. Good question. Uh, so what kind of, that's my next question, what kind of dinosaurs do you think we'd be friends with if we were friends with the dinosaurs? She just said. Velociraptors, definitely. I like those. Or the, the one that killed Newman, the Dophilosaurus things or whatever. All right. They're mostly uh, dinosaur questions. But, you know, she's a... Uh, uh, She's actually a uh, sex and masculinity therapist. Yeah, but you said I, I could ask the sex therapist any questions I wanted to ask. Have you had sex, Craig? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I have, yes. And you, do you have any questions about what happened? Any questions about what happened? Yeah. Well, I've 
Well, I can. I, I do have a uh, a sex question for this lady. I'm sorry. What's your name? I'm Nora. Uh, Eleanor. Nora. Nora. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to use potty words, though, Howie. Is that all right? Go ahead. He's gonna use potty words. Are you okay with that, Nora? Yes, absolutely. Go, Go ahead. ahead. I just have a question about uh, what's women's private parts. What what's going on? What ha- how is what, like what's going on down there? Because it, it it seems like a mess going on. Well, I guess it depends on what part you think is a mess. Um, it, is it confusing or scary to you? Yeah, it just seems confusing and scary, and I'm not sure what's going on down there. Just wondering maybe if you could just, you know, broad, just say what's going on there. In general, we don't get to uh, with uh, details too much. Well, that's a little difficult since I don't have like my my vulva puppet. <laughs> You have a vulva you have puppet? A vulva I puppet? actually ordered one, yeah. My friend Jocelyn has one, and she has a little penis puppet, and it's really great because it explains all the different parts on... Well, without the puppets, maybe you can explain it, Craig. Um, well, there's different parts that require different stimulation down there to all right. excite. Cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's... Different, different stimulation parts. Yes. So certain things require different stimulation, and that helps with the desire um, response. Uh, All right. Desired response Mm -hmm. or stimulation. So for women, um, like, can I use potty words? Is that okay? Yeah, you can can use potty words. So for most women... Just having penis and vagina sex isn't enough. Sometimes they require, it's called clitoral stimulation. That's at the top of the lady parts area. And it requires to be stimulated. So sometimes with your hand while you're having sex or maybe a sex toy to vibrate on it. And that helps them, the women, have an orgasm. So there's there's lots of different things, and we can go through that if you want. I have to go of the through podcast. it for him. Go th- you want to go through it? Well, I mean, from what I from what I understand, you tell me if I'm wrong, if I got some of the parts wrong. But the mommy and the daddy uh, go into the woods, and then they make a, a wish for the baby at at the whistle tree, and then they come back from the woods, and the the daddy goes to the bathroom in the mommy. Do I have all those parts right? Or no? No, honey, I'm sorry. I can't, as somebody talking, I can't hear anybody saying words. <laughs> no, we're not saying words. No, Explain it to them. <laughs> um, you know, I got lost on that one, but. No, uh, that was a whistle tree. What is a whistle tree? What, That's what, where you wish for the baby. Just, I'm just going off for what I heard. If you're the expert, maybe uh, correct me on this. So you're asking how to make a baby? Yeah, that's. Okay. That's how you make a baby, right? But no. The, the, you... the daddy goes to the bathroom in the mommy. Is this correct? No. No, that's not correct. You have okay. sex, penis and vagina penetrative sex, a man and a woman, and 
Then you go, then, then you go the, to the bathroom in the mouth. No. Right. It's called ejaculation. So sperm and from the man, which has, you know, it swims through. Essentially, this is very layman's terms here. And the woman has an egg inside her. So every month, you know, women have a period. And that's the egg flushing out of their system. That's why they bleed for so long. Well, that man, dur during an ovulation period, when they have sex and his sperm meets that egg, it can become an embryo and grow to have a baby. Now, there's a lot of science behind that that I probably didn't cover, but I don't think we need to cover that right now. Well, let's um, just agree to disagree on, on okay, those facts Okay, that sounds there. good. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Okay, thank All you. Right. Uh, I'll come back with, uh, if I have more questions, I'll come thank, back. Thank you, Craig. Okay. Thank you, Craig. I think I enjoyed the dinosaur questions. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That's my nephew, right. Craig. He's sweet. I like him. <laughs> I know. His approach was good. Yeah. I mean, I he didn't put on a mask to pretend he was something he wasn't. No. I didn't see. That's why I liked him. That's why you liked him. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll pay for him to go to boot camp. $5,000. $5,000. How many men are in one uh, class? Just depends on... Because they, they happen all over the place. So some happen in L.A., some happen in Mexico, some happen across the country. It just depends. And it's all one company? This is a very successful company then. Oh, yeah. Matt's very successful. He's very passionate and built a lot of his soul into this company to help men overcome approach, anxiety, self-worth, um, quote, issues. And it's, it's very successful. Um, we have a Facebook page that they promote their wins. Hey, guys, you know, I did this. Or, you know, if they're having a rough week, hey, you know what? I just keep getting shot down left, right, and center, and it's starting to get to my ego, blah, blah, blah. And you respond. You help them with clothes. You help them build what about, back up. What about, you're talking specifically men. What about women? I would imagine women have the same kind of issues, you know, uh, body shame. And, and I think body shame is more there are probably more women just because of instagram and social media that are dealing with crap that men wouldn't even have to deal with and uh loneliness and just because culturally and this is probably old-fashioned but they, they, they i think it's set up that the man that the man would be the approacher and the woman would be the approachee or the you know well, that's how it's normally done. Right. So what I'm saying is, do you not service uh, women? Matt does not. Um, do you? I am building a program that does. My friend and I are starting one. We're trying to figure out all the components that we're going to do to help with women. Can people look this up right now? I have not program like built it enough to be programmed yet. Currently, I just am doing my sex coaching, and I'm in the process of building a program like the attractive woman and in sex programming will women come to you just women yeah i've had just women clients talk to me so wh where do they go i'm trying to um, plug it oh oh sorry <laughs> um i usually i have facebook right now at be sex successful and my website's going to launch later today so to so say it oh uh, at be successful.com be successful so that's b-e successful s-e-x-c-e-s-s f-u-l-l -L, like this so and that's by the time they hear this it'll be up and mm -hmm. running absolutely and hopefully you'll get a lot of clicks from this i hope so thank you no i think people will listen i don't know how many people actually i think a lot of people will click on it and watch it and then the the rate of you know follow through because i think that there isn't anybody alive man woman straight gay that that is not interested in maybe improving you know themselves 
in every way. So it's kind of, I find this fascinating. And I find the fact that even your uh, business exists. Uh, I think it's in, you know, listen, as somebody who has struggled with mental health my whole life, I think there's a stigma in even talking to people and finding and, and admitting that you have a mental health problem. And I don't know that a sexual problem isn't, I don't know if you can separate sexual problems from a mental health problem. You know, it is a mental health problem. So anytime you can remove the stigma and talk about it or do something about it, I think we are doing good. Absolutely. And it's such a taboo topic. I mean, I'm the most interesting person when I go into a party, but then behind my back, everyone's like, oh, can you believe it? She helps people with sex positions. It's like, that's not all I do. It's intimacy, communication, polarities, energy. It, so you're kind of like, I, did you I study? I take people to sex shops to help them figure out toys. You know, well, how, Tell me about that. All, this past weekend, I was in Phoenix right. and they, this couple had never used sex toys before. Right. They, what was your recommendation? Well, I let them pick. I was like, well, do you just want a chaperone? I'll take you to a couple of the sex shops around Scottsdale or Phoenix or Mesa or wherever, and we'll go take a look and see what's But going if on. they go into a store, why do they need you there? I think sex toys are pretty self-explanatory. This is inserted here. This has a ba this is battery operated. This is uh, you can actually fill two orifices with one toy. Like well, I think it's pretty uh, my daughter is sitting right here. She doesn't know it. We did not buy her a lot of toys growing up. <laughs> I, you know what? My parents can say the same. Didn't have the sex talk or anything. That you never had the, you never had the sex talk with your parents. Are your parents alive? Yes. Do they know what you do? Vaguely. They prefer to think I'm just a CPA still. Well, they don't oh. know you made <laughs> they, the transition. Well, they know, but it's just, you know, it's better left unsaid. Really? Yeah. Should we call them? No. <laughs> <laughs> are, they, are they Howie Mandel fans? They know of you. Do you think there's a chance they'd listen to this podcast? And if they did hear this podcast, how would they feel about this? I think they'd wish I had just kept my mouth shut, but you know, <laughs> whatever. I love what I do and I'm passionate about do it. Do you have so. siblings? Many. Many? Mm -hmm. How many siblings do you have? Four. Four. And uh, is anybody else in this business? No. Um, the closest we get is my sister, who's a nurse in the labor and delivery area. It's the closest she gets to working the vagina. With Yes. Yes. But she's the most supportive out of all of them. She's so, like, I couldn't do what you do, but I'm so every, grateful you do. But everybody knows you do this. Are you come from a conservative family? Conservative Catholic family. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So you're like a rebel. I am the rebel. Yeah. But I kind of get what you're doing because I, I agree that it is a necessity and I agree that you are helping people and you are out there. And I also understand how you made that switch in as far as having a, a, um, a life affirming moment as far as thinking that you're going to die or at least death is staring you in the face. So you kind of go, you know, that we, I, I had a friend in here the other day and I said, what do you do? And he says, uh, Q QTR. And I said, what is QTR? And he said, quality time remaining. And, and basically that's, you know, we are all ticking clocks and most people don't think about time remaining. And if you only have so much time, you don't want to be in a position where you go coulda, shoulda, woulda. So when you realize that, and that stares you in the face, so, you know, this is something I want to help people. What's a common issue as a single person at the time? What, are, what am I dealing with on my day-to-day -day life? This is something that people are really uncomfortable with, are struggling with, are um, in a lot of pain with, and you're there to help. So I kind of, I do get it. Oh, uh, Craig? 
Hi. Just real quick, I just had a quick question. Um, Go ahead. How, how do uh, mommies get milk to come out of their boobies if they haven't had any milk to drink? It's called lactation. It's a, it, it's a really big scientific process. Um, Craig? Yeah. Uh, um, okay. It's, it's, it's a big... No, she's explaining it to you, Craig. It's, in a, it's oh. elaborate, but... Um, we could get into that another time if you well, want. You're not going to see him again. <laughs> all right, all right. Tell him. I, I, I don't know all the science behind it. No, you do uh, know that's the that's answer. Thanks for trying to answer my question. No, I'll let you guys get, get back to your, your thank, podcast. Thank you, Craig. Say hi to your mom. Sorry about that. That's okay. That was unique. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. But we I, love him. You know? Yeah. He's cute. <laughs> <laughs> He's cute. <laughs> He's cute. It's just really uncomfortable right now. Craig no. made it uncomfortable. No, I mean, think about it. What I deal with could be termed uncomfortable. Like Fifty Shades of Grey. People think that's the standard for BDSM, and it's not. Wait, PDSM? I don't know what that is an acronym for. BDSM. You know, uh, bondage. Uh, oh, you, you know. knew what it was? Yeah. My daughter knows what it is? Yeah. That bothers me. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it's a very common term now. It, no, not not in our house. Not in your house, but it's a common term on the internet, and I see you're very popular on the internet. Maybe you're just not on it yourself. But not for bondage. Well, it's just one of the bees. His yeah. algorithm doesn't doesn't cater to that. And yours does. No, but I. Why do you know? Because I listen to. I'm telling mom. I'm telling your mom. Well, I know for a bunch of reasons. Number one, because I like um, I liked what was that movie? Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm sorry yeah, for you. Her, her, why, you didn't like that movie? <laughs> you didn't like it? No. I liked why? it. Tell me why you didn't like it. Because I would think that would be like a like a like another day at the office. No, it's not accurate. It's, oh, no. That's not an accurate representation of BDSM. If that man was on Criminal Minds, he'd be the unsub. If he wasn't some 22-year-old hot-looking billionaire, no woman would want to follow that home. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. That was not an why, but, but But that book was really followed by women. Women love that. I know. It was... You're, use your imagination, though. You have this hot young guy who's got all these ways to try and stimulate you, make you feel loved and passionate and wanted and desired. You want to try these things out with your partner. Oh, let's get chains or whips or try shibari rope or do all the stuff that Christian, whatever his face Gray. is, Gray is doing. Okay, well... How about you learn about what you're doing? How about you learn about the consent rules and safe words and start small? Like the kink community, the BDSM community, that is vast. So much more vast than what this little book can show you and tell you. I mean, but this was, you know, the book was written by a housewife who was fantasizing. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't get that far. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. She made a fortune. Yes. Then good for her. That was her fantasy. And she made a bundle off it, I'm, I hear. Right. But for me, coming from a, I'm still in training as a sex coach. I'm almost done with school, but from a sexological background and what I'm reading and the people that I work with in these communities, and I like to think that I'm still growing in that community, I, I would not respect that as accurate form of BDSM or even remotely consensual. Jackie? I don't know. I just like the movie. I also listened to Julia Fox on Call Her Daddy, and she was talking about her experience with it. Right? Isn't that what she was talking about, Caroline? Yeah. Caroline is here as a a single lady uh, who's dating. Do you have a question, Caroline? Um, I just am curious. Like, have you have you heard of like those hotels where people go and they have sex and like it's purposely meant for that? 
you know, and like where it's like groups of people and then they get to do like their themes or things like that. Like, I just don't know. Is there have you ever heard of that or have you ever been a part of that or like worked with multiple people at once? Um, so you mean like a swingers hotel? Kinda, yeah, but like I've just seen like Vice has posted about like they have like themes like you go and it's like a cave or something like that, but it's like specifically meant for like the time to go in there and have sex. It's called the fuck a day in. The fuck a day Um, I've heard of things like that. It's ma- like from what I've heard in my limited knowledge here, it's more uh, I've heard of the swingers clubs where they are specifically catered to, oh, you want this fantasy, the caveman, you want the pharaoh room, you want the astronaut one. Or- I went to the swingers. I was hired once as the entertainment at a swingers weekend in Lake Tahoe. And uh, I went there with my son and we videotaped it because I needed videotape for his bar mitzvah. And we videotaped, but it was really interesting. Every floor had a uh, wait. What had a um, uh, a theme, and they had the uh, peepholes turned upside down, like inside out, so you can go from the hall and look in and see if it was something you want. You remember that, Alex, for your bar mitzvah? We made the film in the Tahoe at the Swingers weekend. That sounds like fun. Yeah, you had me. You were interviewing like that topless woman with the chains and things like that. It's all for the bar mitzvah, right? Right. Yeah, I was. I think I was twelve. Huh? Yeah, for a bar mitzvah. Yeah. 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 And she was in the bar mitzvah video. I still yeah, have the bar was. mitzvah video. If you have a minute, uh, like to find that, you'll give that to Jeremy. He can play just that like interview of you with the lady with the chains. Yeah, you could uh, see, and in no one at my bar mitzvah even noticed that her nipples were sticking through the chains. No, they did. We got notes. Oh. We got notes <laughs> in the, uh, in the gift, in the, a lot of, a lot of the cards had little comments and things. We didn't have comment cards, but uh, we got <laughs> comment cards. That was excellent. It was excellent. fun that's time. My, that's my son. Did yes. you enjoy doing that? The bar mitzvah? The, We're very the traditional. In- We've always been very traditional, and I like to follow the edict of my faith. Good. <sighs> any other questions? <laughs> do you have any answers? What do you want to tell us about sex, masculinity, just about relationships? If you could leave us. <laughs> I have to pee so badly. Oh, Craig says if you do that, you can have a baby. No, is there something you want to uh, tell us? What, 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 what are you laughing at? I just thought your answer was cute. Sorry. Thank you. I'm witty that way. You can go pee. Go pee. Okay. You go pee. She's going to pee, but that doesn't stop. That does not stop our podcast. How can you stop a podcast because somebody has to pee I was just when we're not we stopping? Up and then I, so I can wait to pee or should I go pee and come back? Go pee and come back. Okay. And if, even if we're wrapped up and it's not here, you can, you're still allowed to come back. Okay. Leave the door open. You can leave the door open. You can leave the door open. So is there something, what are you, what, what are you thinking? Um, Be open about your thoughts. Oh, I always don't, am. don't, don't clam up. Be, feel free. This is a safe space. Go ahead. What are you thinking? I'm thinking the best thing to be is authentic for sex, relationships, communication, whatever it is. If you were more honest about who you are, not yucking your own yum, not being embarrassed that you have approached anxiety, or maybe you haven't been to the gym in a while, or maybe your clothes are not in style or whatever it is that you're all worried that someone's judging you about, you were just more in tune with yourself, then I think you'd have a more happier experience in life. You'd be able to just talk to people about But isn't it hard to find two people like that? Like if there is something, you keep using the term yucking your yum. If you had a certain yuck that you didn't know somebody was going to yum, isn't it hard to approach 
Like if there was a thing, here's what I like to do. Like if I just met somebody and I said, here's what I like to do. Um, I don't care about anything down there. I would like to put it in your ear. And when I put it in your ear, I need you to make, uh, I need you to make duck sounds. Well, how, do you, the, how do you say that to somebody? Well, wow. I mean, you. <laughs> don't look at me when I'm doing this. <laughs> look like a dying duck when you do it. Um, well, I think that if that's what you need, you have to be honest and communicate that to your partner or else how are you going to get what you also need out of that sexual experience? And if you're too scared to communicate it with anybody, then you're, you're always going to consistently be unsatisfied. My daughter just walked in. I don't want to talk about that part anymore. Okay. Okay. What, 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 what? How do you feel about, I, like, I, I know I, you said oh. that. I just want to, you said that because you in the box. You were in the box. Why are you here? You, you said that I could be in the box. You're supposed to be in the box. You were you were a hologram. No, I was outside. I did. I was outside in front of the camera. So just before in in the podcast. Hey, hey, what's going on? Hi. Just want to get in the box before. No, you don't get in the box. You go home and you get in the box and we beam you in. You said I, I could be in this box. You were already in the box. I'm, we're trying to wrap up here. Well, we're, if I was in the box, where was I when I was out there? It was it's a hologram. It's where, a hologram. where am I now then? You're standing in front of the box. You're interrupting. I'm here now. No, it's Nora, over there. Then Nora, give us, what will we plug? That's Let's all plug. Your that's full all name oh. and the website. Go that's ahead. That's all I'm saying. My name's you're, you're, Nora DeGrasse. Yes. And you can find me at Facebook at Be Successful. Be Successful. You've been a wonderful guest. No, no, no. Craig, get away. Go ahead. Here, here. I'll help you. Help him. Help him. Yeah, that, come here. She's going to help you. My no, you're no, yucking my yums. That's, I'm not that's yucking your yums. Oh, no, nice. no, she'll take you out. Just, hit the hit it, hit it, hit it. So now I'm in the box. Now I'm in the box. Now you're in the box. I like awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Of course. They look right. good. I like your shoes. Thanks. Maybe we could we could switch the things we like. Maybe. All right. There you are. And that's how I saw you from the other room. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. I was in the box. All right. Cool beans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right.